You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 309. David Cohen, uh, we missed last week. Yep, I had a bit of a family emergency that is still ongoing, but um, things are improving. No, so, that's good. Yeah. That's always good news. Um, obviously, we're... From the listener's point of view, it sounds like we're in the same room. And that's because we are. We're back here in, uh, what is this, Crystal Lake, Woodstock, Illinois right, area. Yeah. This uh, is becoming an annual tradition now. Second, Well, it's the third one. It's second for you. Yeah. You were at the very first one two years ago. No, you no, were at last year. last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, joining us here uh, for this week is uh, Tom. Tom, you are a somewhat regular contributor. Not so much anymore at MyMac, but... You've been on the podcast, the MyMac podcast, you were on TechFan, you were here last year as well, weren't you? Yeah, um, I probably pop up more on the podcast now than anywhere else. Yeah, it's, that sounds yeah. about right. Now, obviously, we're sitting in my hotel room. Um, we do apologize for audio quality. It's not going to be up to our regular standards. But David, do you want to explain our microphone uh, setup here? This is um, truly impressive Heath Robinson affair, edge. yeah. Cutting edge. So we, we basically we have a ice bucket with a uh, cardboard tissue box that's been ripped open at the end, still full of the tissues. The well, mic- you got to leave the t- tissues in there for the very bottom. Obviously, yeah, 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 because that otherwise the whole thing would fall apart. That's right. Yeah, yeah uh, and the microphone is kind of peeking out the top. Well, now the top is now actually the side of yeah the kleenex box so i That's ripped right, open yeah. one side stuffed that into the ice bucket yeah and the microphone this is a dynamic microphone so we do kind of yeah talk a little bit louder for exactly it to go. And, and then the whole thing is being supported by a set of headphones to make sure it doesn't tip over on the uh on the bed and these are a special pair of headphones that tim's the reviewing quincy jones jbl yeah. headphones these are really good sounding yeah. headphones. Uh, absolutely it, it's yeah. probably the most expensive thing other than the the power or the macbook pro sitting on this bed right here yeah uh, and and obviously putting those headphones there to support the ice bucket means that this will automatically give us quincy jones improvement to the audio oh, absolutely yeah, yeah it's got you how could it not <laughs> i mean it's, that's how it is man's a legend and uh, his influence touches all things audio and, and let's be honest this is at least to me a perfect tribute to quincy jones <laughs> definitely <laughs> holding yes. up the ice bucket Kleenex microphone stand. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if we were to able to live stream this on YouTube in memoriam, then tears would be shed. <laughs> so, so, so this is like the 2017 version of the ice bucket challenge. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. use a microphone. You got to have a music legend somehow involved in it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Just uh, uh, one thing though. Don't use Stevie Wonder. He gets offended by it a lot. So leave Stevie out of it. Yeah, I could make a joke about him not seeing the videos, but I'm not going to do that. No, no. That would be insensitive, David. Yeah, what? So this is obviously uh, Mac Stock 2017. Uh, it actually starts tomorrow. Today is the speaker's dinner. So you are, Tom, you're speaking this year, aren't yep. you? Yep. So Tom's going to be, what, what, are you on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, it's either right before or right after lunch. Awesome. So what are you going to be talking about? Uh, what to do when your Mac needs to be repaired. Buy a new one? Is that, is that the answer? No. That, that's the 2017 answer to everything, seems yeah, to be. Just yeah, just buy a new so, one. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, over the years, I've seen so many people bring them to me, and you ask them what's wrong, and they're like, uh, I don't know. And, you know, it's it's not, you're not asking them to diagnose it, of course, because that's my job. But, um, well, you know. And they're doing incorrectly. Right, and you know they don't bring you their passwords with. Um, oh, why would they? Yeah, I mean all that stuff. So I mean it's you know just trying to be prepared so you don't have um, issues going on that slow down the repair process. So your talk is going to be about. You just told me what you do, but you didn't really say what the talk is going to be about. Is it how to repair them, or no? Is it what what, what to do for? when yours needs to be fixed? I gotcha. Ah, right. What okay. kind of information to bring to an Apple genius or right. a local tech person? Well, probably the biggest thing um, that's going to be in there. The biggest section of of what I've got is you know finding the right place to bring it. Uh, I, I will throw something out. You can use this in your presentation. As long as you can kind of still reboot the computer and you can maybe see something, hide the porn. 
Because the tax will totally copy the porn off of there, and you know that's that, not cool. That's the only place they get the porn from. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot cheaper bandwidth. Uh, absolutely, so you just pull yeah. off the customer's computer. Yeah. Um, David, you're doing the whole uh, yeah, Raspberry Pi. Yeah, Apple. Mine, mine It's actually called Apple Apple One Redux, um, the Raspberry Pi, uh, and the rise of home computing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I actually pulled all the slides together this week and um, was kind of happy with how it's all come together. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really just kind of if you if you know what these things are, but you don't really know what, you know, kind of more than what the Raspberry Pi is or what they can do, this is like an introduction into, you know, kind of the art of the possible. So I know you were going to have a demonstration outside the, the common area, yeah. if you will. But because of the family issues, did you not get one set up? Or? Well, not not with the Raspberry Pi, because okay. I didn't have anything working, and I was hoping to have enough time to actually get one set up and right. bring it with me. Um, but what I have is a pocket chip, which is... The chip is a, a, a kind of a similar kind of board to the Raspberry Pi. It kind of has a, a different take on, on the... It's kind of a, a more US-centric take on, on, the con, on the concept. And the pocket chip basically takes that board and puts it into a custom... Um, from the manufacturer um, little handheld unit that means you've got a screen and a keyboard and a touch screen and everything so it gives you like kind of like if you imagine a Linux computer right. merged with a Game Boy that's what it was okay. like so I have that with me and that's running um, a DOS emulator so you can see DOS software and that's also running mini VMAX so you can see Mac software on there so it's quite, and obviously it's got all the built-in programming stuff and everything. So it's something that people can have a play with. Obviously, I knew yeah. that you you weren't going to have time to put a yeah. full-blown thing together. So I brought uh, a monitor, mm-hmm. a couple of joysticks or game controllers, and two of my Raspberry Pi. One of them is in a case that looks like a little Nintendo Entertainment System. The other one's a clear case, which is that's the one that will actually hook up to the monitor, and that one has hundreds of thousands of video games on yeah. it. So people at the event will be able to play. But I was yeah. thinking about this as I was driving, and this is to be the second year that I bring video game-related something that has nothing to do with what I'm doing on the yeah. stage. Because <laughs> yeah. last year I brought the little mini arcade that right. everybody liked. Yeah. This year, it, it, you, yeah. it's every game system, really. Yeah, and I also have a micro bit with me, which is oh, cool. um, um, kind of a little... Uh, Microbit's a little bit like the Arduino, but yep. aimed very much more at, at kids. So it's kind of an introduction thing. The um, UK government actually gave a whole school year one of these each as part of their uh, computer curriculum. And they're cheap, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're... they're, they're uh, Ten bucks? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, the Raspberry Pi that starts around that as well. The pocket chip is also $9. Right. The Raspberry Pi like. 3 is, what, 35 bucks? Yeah, that's right. It's but the zero, is, the zero W with wireless on it is only about 9 or $10 yeah, it's, as well. it's so. crazy how yeah. inexpensive you can get a tiny little computer, but yet it's so powerful compared to Tom doesn't know how to keep his watch on the silent. <laughs> Yeah. Here's something. Did you know if your phone's ringing, Tom, if you just put your hand over your watch face like this, it will mute your phone? Did not know that. Did not yeah. know that. Yeah, it's very see. handy, particularly when you're in those meetings and yeah. the, the phone forget. starts going. Even yeah. if it's on silent, you don't want to keep it buzzing. You just put your hand over the, your watch face, and it will just shut your phone right down, right now. It's really yep. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Did, we, did I learn that from you on the podcast? Or? Uh, well, I certainly mentioned it to you. I can't remember whether I told you on the podcast or, or I think that's so. one of the things that stuck with me. And then when I finally got my Apple Watch, I was like, yeah. ooh. I noticed that we all have different bands. <laughs> so talk about your band, David. So, so I have, this is a, an actually, um, this is the leather magnetic band. Though, though this one's not an official Apple one. It's a um, third-party copy. So um, this is, it's kind of a, a two-piece very long on one side so you kind of hook the um the leather end into into a kind of a a, a, a buckle hole and then and then every fold single it fold it, it back and every single segment has a magnet in it so it kind of so magnets it's really nice and secure it is yeah and it's um i like the color it's a yeah, nice red yeah this is you can't i don't think you can get it in this color from apple and it's not so. a bright red either it's more of a, a muted yeah, yeah. Muted, yeah. But the thing is because i i one of the things I love about the Apple Watch is because it's so easy to change the straps. I basically change mine every week. I have one like yours, which is the mine is the fake Apple Watch, uh, Nike band. It's yeah. uh, you know, it's just a bunch of holes in it with yellow and yeah. black, and it's I quite like a nice it. design. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, I noticed with a lot, of, especially the official Apple Watch one, the full plasticky, rubbery one, um, my hand would sweat, or my at least my yeah. wrist would sweat. With this one, because of the holes, I like the look of it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. That's why I got it. Yeah. 
but that's a nice side benefit that I don't sweat with this on like I used to. Yeah. yeah. So Tom, what do you got? That looks like one of the Apple ones. Yeah, this is the um, the canvas strap. And it's got the holes where you got to put the little thing in. Yeah, with it's the not buckle. Magnetized. No, no. Um, the the watch came with the Milanese loop, oh, but nice. it just kind of I. This one's more comfortable. It doesn't quite bite into my wrist like the Milanese loop does. Milanese loop is like the one with the kind. It's like kind of a mesh chain, isn't it? Yeah, so, like yeah. yours, but mesh. Yeah, that's right, metal mesh. I, so. I haven't had a metal watch band in years. I've got a bunch of different Apple Watch bands, but they're most of them are the solid kind of rubbery ones. Yeah, I've got yellow, I've got blue, I've got black, um, I've got white, and I kind of took to having one side black and the other side white, mm -hmm. just to be different. Yeah. But honestly, I keep coming back to this one. I've got another one just like this, except for it's black on black instead yeah. of the yellow. Yeah. I like that one too, and I was actually going to put that one on just because it's a little less flashy than this one. Yeah, I have one like that that's um, black but with grey around the holes. Yeah, I've than, got one yeah, like that too. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's also one of my favourites. Yeah, basically every week I, I change. You know, what do Everybody I feel like thinks this, week? this is the Nike band. Right. Ooh, yeah. you got the Nike Apple. No, I didn't. It's, yeah. it's fake. That's what I thought. If money was no object, I would buy the official Apple ones, but... Um, you but know, here's funny. the thing: I don't think you're getting anything more with the Apple. Official yeah, ones I know. Than the yeah, ones. I, I, I think, I think you're probably getting a, a very slightly higher. Well, you are getting a higher quality build, but for, certainly for a rubber strap like that, I don't think it makes any difference I don't at think all. It does either. I think with the ones with the magnets in, um, and certainly in the metal ones, as you go higher up the kind of the line, then sure. you probably are getting better, better quality. But I, I'll be but, honest: I saw someone that had a very thick gold band. Yeah, it clearly wasn't an Apple one. But it did look like it cost them some money on a, with an Apple Watch. Yeah, I thought it looked ridiculous. It, yeah, it, the band itself completely overshadowed the watch face, and I just thought, eh, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I'm glad I'm going the way I went with the the rubber, the cheaper, because I, I just want this thing to hold it to my wrist. I still want it to look nice, but I'm not willing to spend hundreds of dollars on it. No, I mean I have one that looks like the Hermes. Um, the kind of the cuff, the leather cuff, cuff right. strap, like the uh, double wrap around. Uh, yeah, the, the, this this one doesn't have the double wrap around, but it, it it does have the kind of the you know the double band thing where the the strap um, goes into a like a wider cuff and the watch sits in the middle. Um, but my one is the color you can't get from Hermes, and mine costs twenty pounds rather than right, exactly. two hundred pounds. So right, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually I, I do like that, and I've had a quite a lot of positive comments with that one as well. So I, I was thinking. Um, I was at a place called Shipshawana. Mm -hmm. It's a flea market. It, it's a. It's just do a search Shipshawana, yeah. Indiana. You'll see what it's what it's all about. It's ninety five percent junk, and that five percent really cool stuff, and way too many overweight Americans everywhere. Yeah. Um, Isn't that everywhere in America? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we would, we just got back from a place that it was like, ooh. Yeah. They really should have maybe got the diet. It's um, not. It's not just America. It's UK as well, and I include myself in one of those overweight people. You, you are a little bigger than you were last year, yeah. um, <laughs> and I'm actually a little smaller than I yeah. was last year. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's always a struggle. But holy moly, if if there's that many people, one really big guy takes way too much space, and you're yeah. like, this is not cool. I didn't mm -hmm. really need your sweaty arm against my face because you were trying to squeeze through this crowd. Anyways, um, so we were down there, and I found a lot of different Apple Watches and stuff, but one of their Apple Watch bands. But one that I saw that I almost thought, I kind of wish I would have, was kind of a Native American biker type of leather band that kind of looked handmade going from you know one side of the watch to the other yeah but then it had kind of these stray bands that also went around your wrist and they all kind of clamped together uh -huh. like it's it's hard to kind of describe what it was but i thought that is pretty freaking cool and i almost pulled the trigger the guy was asking 120 bucks and i'm like i i'm at a i'm at a flea market i'm not spending yeah. 120 bucks i don't know what this is yeah sounds like it was probably pretty colorful no it actually wasn't it was kind of uh brownish black there, I, there was just something about the craftsmanship that looked really really good but you can't really tell just looking at it you're like no. oh yeah it looks great but it could just be well, it, it, unfortunately even if even if the guy had put a lot of effort and, and time into making it 
um, to justify $120. That doesn't mean it's going to last. That's true. You know, that's the other thing as well with, with handcrafted stuff. So you kind of have to take a, a measure on that. The the best one I've actually ever bought was for my wife. She has a 38mm um, rose gold watch. All right. Uh, and I got one for her that I found on Amazon. I've never seen it again. It actually looks like um, like chains. It's, it has three linked, rose gold linked chains going on either side from the watch. And it goes around. It has a clasp at the bottom. Oh, nice. So it, it kind of makes it look like a like a bangle bracelet. Right. Um, and uh, and she absolutely loves it. And she's had no end of comments on it. Really? People going, oh, where did you get that from? Yeah. And it, it's rose gold. It goes in perfectly with the watch. Um, and it's quite unique, actually. I've never seen anything else like it. You know, so. Tom was talking when we were at Panda Express, gorging ourselves. And, well, <laughs> Tom was only drinking, but yeah. it's because he drinks way too much. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know they had a liquor license in Panda Express. So they, well, yeah. he brought his flask. You oh, right, okay. Watch him um, he's slowly just nodding, or shaking instead of I know you, you said you're not sure what you're doing with the Apple Watch. Like, I don't know what it's good for. You're still at that, yeah, I've got it, but do I really need it type phase? Well, the thing with the Apple Watch compared to, I think, the iPhone and the iPad, I mean, you can pick one of those up and you just know how to use it. But you got to actually take the time, I mean, other than the notifications popping up, you got to take the time to learn what else the watch can do. And it's not obvious what it's going to do for you. Unless right. you had an absolute need, that's what I'm buying an Apple Watch for. Right. Yeah. That's kind of, that was my struggle. But, And I talked about it many for a year on the yeah. podcast. But, I, yeah, it's it's at that point now, I, I feel weird if I don't have it with me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. You feel like, um, and we were, <laughs> we were talking before, weren't we, about I thought I'd forgotten my charger. For right, my watch, for watch. and the, and the front, one of the frustrating things about the Apple Watch, the magnetic charging thing is very cool, yep. but you have to remember to bring it with you. And so many times when I'm traveling, I forget. forget so it. I now I have several because I'm always buying them right. at places I'm going to. I thought I was going to have to do that again. Then I I located where mine was, fortunately. Um, so yeah, but the thing is, it, there's nothing more frustrating than having it with you and not being able to charge it, and yeah. then it, then it goes flat. And uh, and I have to say, it doesn't cope well when it gets low on charge no. i wish it would recognize you know, once it gets down to the last 20 percent, it would basically shut everything off but it would work properly as a watch Correct. just with a watch I face agree with you. instead what it does if it goes into power reserve mode it does this thing where basically you have to scream and shout and shake at it before it will show you anything right. and then it just shows you a digital time so we're going to wrap up this segment because we've got a kind of a cool thing this is not officially part of mac stock but my the, the MyMac crew, which there's going to be quite a few of us here, at least some of us are getting a tour of our sponsor on uh, TechFan here, OWC. So we're going to go down to their facility here in Woodstock, Illinois. We're like 15 minutes down the road. And uh, I, it's not a big deal for me. I, I worked in that building, so yeah. I know all about it. But a lot of the MyMac staff, Kurt, for instance, he's going to be there. Bob's going to be there. You two guys are going to be there. And I'm going to go. Um, I think there's somebody else, but I'm drawing a blank. So there's going to be like six or seven of us going down to this. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to talk about some of the things that we see. We've got to sign an NDA because they're going to show us some cool stuff that's not a release, which, you know, you don't want to sign an NDA. You're not going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of a neat little side benefit of uh, being here at MacStock that we're going to get this little private tour of OWC. So we're going to wrap up this episode, or this segment Um We'll come back and do some more. We have no idea what we're going to talk about, who's no. going to be with us. could be just the two of us. I don't know. Yeah. I'm we'll really figure. looking forward to the tour because with our um, Apple consulting business, we buy a ton of stuff from OWC. It's a cool place. So let's go check that out, guys, and we'll come back to the podcast later. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go. Wait. Go where? The commercial guy. We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next. We're recording. We're recording? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you waited until I was eating my Ritz crackers, guy. <laughs> yeah, what I do. So we're back. Um, first part of the show we recorded yesterday in the hotel room. 
here at Max Talk. I mean, uh, it was me, David Cohen, and Tom Schmidt, and that was 12, 24 hours ago. Almost. Yeah. Well, yeah, about 24 hours yeah. ago. So, Guy Searle is with us here. Thank hey. you for letting us record on your re- recording stuff here, Guy. I carry this with me everywhere. So, um, we just got off the stage. We did the MyMac quiz. I totally didn't time it before we started, and it was perfect timing. Yeah, it, we had 45 almost minutes 45 minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And we give everything away. Yeah, yeah. well, to well, be fair, we, we, there were times I actually put my hand over the mic. It was like, here's the answer. Yes, yes. <laughs> don't, don't open the kimono. So it was the three of us. Can't hear me very well? Yeah, get a little closer. That's That's better. Okay. Yeah. It's so it was the three of us. David and uh, I were on stage. I was running the microphone, and David had a microphone on too. Although you didn't really talk too much. Not too much, because I was doing a lot of running around, handing out the prizes. Yeah, he was in charge of the prize table, and we had a table full of prizes. We did. It was a big table as well. There was a lot yeah. of stuff on there, and and I saw some quite envious eyes as they all fussed. Yeah, they they were, they, were, they, were they were hungry. Yeah. <laughs> And we give everything away. I'm very happy about that. And uh, I think everyone had a good time, it seemed. You know, I think these kinds of events, when you can can kind of break up the the information kind of presentations that people are doing with something that's just pure D fun, uh, I I think that that's going to put people in in a a better kind of brighter mood uh, going forward uh, with the rest of the afternoon's presentations. Especially if it was scheduled straight after lunch. I think yeah. to, to have lunch and kind of have all that food sitting on you and then sit down and, and kind of do something where you're just taking stuff in, it's you, you recipe think, for sleep. Do you think two days of doing that? A half hour or the first day and a half hour the second day right after lunch? That's when the quiz happens? you think that would work or do you think one's enough? I think one's enough. Yeah. Um, we, I think we could have gone longer. I think we could have filled that entire hour. Sure, we were kind of yeah. rushing a little bit. Because um, I, I really did want to get through the whole slide deck. Right. I yeah. had that picture of you towards the end. I forgot that I added more to it. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking that was the last one. Well, course. if you'd, like, stepped up your game and had more questions, we, you know, we could have handled that. I know. I only had, like, 60 <laughs> questions or so. That's right. And it's, of course, it's not you like know, you didn't have any help. With um, with this audience, of course, you know, people are going to call you out saying that we got the answers wrong. There was a couple. <laughs> yeah. There was a, uh, two. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I don't really see where it made any difference no, the whatsoever. Because everybody yeah. won. It doesn't, it's not like somebody, we, we told somebody make, to yeah. sit down. We didn't make anybody sit down in that way. No. no. Everybody who participated won. walked away with something. Yeah. Yep. And uh, even the TMO guys, Brian Chapin and uh, <laughs> Dave Hamilton, Dave Hamilton, yeah. they won prizes. Even Dave was saying, "Oh, I don't want any prizes. I've got a suitcase full of stuff already." Yeah, he yeah. wanted I me think, to sing instead. I now he's, uh, I think he's been heavy on the Mac swap. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I was actually going to call him at the beginning and say, "Dave, I, I, I know that we both forgot about the Mac swap. I know we both would have brought stuff to give away. You have your." podcast co-host here right so i've got mine here so <laughs> no i do not have my podcast co-host here <laughs> no, dave oh dave does yes, yeah i have mine so we could just swap we could just swap i take john he takes david <laughs> uh it was fun you know that's the thing it, it was a good time up there it, it was. was yeah a lot of fun you got a lot of exercise guy and you were, I did you were actually tired and getting a headache right before well, um, fortunately, Allison Sheridan and I actually accepted medication from Allison Sheridan, which should tell you what kind of pain I was in. Um, yeah. Gave me some Advil just before just before we started. Are you sure it was the medication was Advil? Bearing in mind she does the Nozilla cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was very animated up there on stage. Yeah, you were kind of. Or actually, I wasn't on the stage. You know what I liked is I can see some of the people that would raise their hand. Up until that point, you could see that they were getting most of the answers correct in their head. I know this. I know this. I know this. You know what? I'm going to raise my hand and play because I'm, I'm going to easily win this. And I could see those people. And then once they got their question, you saw this blank look like, oh, my God, I actually don't, <laughs> I don't know what they, this is. Wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. You ever seen those people who freeze on Jeopardy? Yeah. These yeah. guys look like that. We had a few of those. Rabbits in the headlights. But I think everybody, you know, had a good time. And at yeah. the end of the day, that's 
It's all I didn't want to do a roundtable again. I didn't want to do a, a talk myself. I, I kind of wanted to just do something a little fun. Well, that's what this was. And that's what this was, absolutely. We had some good sponsors. They gave away prizes. They got their name up on the board a whole lot. Well, and, and Gaz and I were talking up those sponsors like, so for the last two months or so. Yeah, and David yeah. and I were talking about yeah. some. So. Softerino. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who they are. They're the ones that had that Walter 2 app, iOS content app. It's a really good program. Okay. <laughs> Never use it. Never heard of them. But that's why you, they that's sponsor an event like yeah. Right, exactly. Then you get the word out. That's right. So look, I, I learned something. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's only been a half a day here at MaxStar. Mm-hmm. What do you think so far? To me, it feels like it's exactly like it was in year one and year two. Crowds yeah. are the same, if if not a little smaller than last year. Uh, I don't. Did they ever announce what the um, the totals no. were? No, but I can look at the audience and see. Yeah, it, it might be the same as last year, but it doesn't feel like it's as big as last year. Well, and it's not like we didn't do our part. Oh no, we've been promoting it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Does the event need to grow to be successful? I don't think Mike is. I don't Mike think he's Potter. that concerned he's about the guy that. Run, who runs and owns Maxstock. I don't think he's doing it to make it bigger. I think it's exactly the size he's happy and content with. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, I, yeah. we're, we're, we're we've been here all three years. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'd really like next year for gas to come though. Yeah. Yeah. Bearing in mind I've been here two years running gas. It's not impossible. <laughs> Where yet, <you> dude? <laughs> Step it up. Well, yeah, he's 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 a big he's a big F one. He's an F big F one fan, yeah. and this is like one of the biggest events in F one in the UK that's going on right now. And the weird thing was, they after Mike had announced what the dates were for Max Stock twenty seventeen, they changed the dates of the F one of Silver Silverstone. Is that what it is? I'm just amazed at that. Did they not know that Max Stock was happening? I know. Yeah, I know. How? Screw gas over is what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Was, what's wrong with these? What's wrong position. with these people? Yeah. So, um, let's get off Max Stock a few minutes. Okay. On the last episode that we did, we talked about the fact that I had to replace my JVC deck in a Sequoia because it was crashing. Yeah. And I decided, you know what? If I'm going to replace it, they didn't have the same one to give me a replacement. So I got a different one, and this one has Apple CarPlay, and so that is installed now. And funnily enough, I rent a car at the airport uh, on Thursday, and I get in there, and, and I was pleasantly surprised because it was a subcompact car, right. and yet it's quite high spec. and I find it also has Apple CarPlay. So, so it's the first time either of us have ever yeah, used I, it before. I've never used it before. I've seen yeah. it. I was never impressed by the marketing that I saw about it. Uh, has there been any marketing for CarPlay? Just on at, at Apple events, and, and but no commercials that I've ever seen. No, no. But, so, what's your impressions? You get in the rental and yeah. Now it, here's the thing: you do have to plug your phone in. It's not wireless. Right. You I plug your phone in. I didn't realize that first, so I I hooked my phone up with Bluetooth, and I see the CarPlay option there on the screen. And I'm thinking, why isn't this working? And, I started, started to worry that maybe it was an optional extra you had to enable somewhere, or maybe it was just on the menus and it wasn't working properly. Then I kind of cottoned on that I had to plug it in. So I plugged it in and it came straight up. Um, my first impressions were incredibly positive. I had, um, I had to get from the airport to my hotel, and I knew roughly where it was, but right. I was expecting to have to mount my... I actually brought a, an um, air vent mount for okay, my phone. I sure. was expecting to mount my phone on the dashboard and use Apple Maps. Of course, once I plugged it in with CarPlay, it was there on the screen, and it was... I mean, the thing is, I have a fairly expensive car, but this absolutely knocks the satin out of my car out of the It's park. a cheap Chevy. <laughs> yeah. And yet, somehow, it's got a much better... What, what kind of car is it? A che Chevrolet Sonic. Wow, it's, it's really? junky yeah. Chevy. That's, that's, I think that's made by Suzuki. Yeah, it's a tiny well, look, car. Look, I sell Toyotas. Yeah. I wish Toyota would put Apple Car and Android CarPlay in their vehicles. Yeah. It's a fantastic technology. And like David, I, I never had any experience with it until a couple of days ago. And like David, I didn't realize it had to be directly connected for the CarPlay things to work. Because once I had it plugged in, I went to set up my Bluetooth and it would pair, but then it wouldn't do anything. And I was like, well, maybe the Bluetooth isn't working. As soon as I unplugged it, it worked fine. So when you're in CarPlay, you have your cell phone. 
but it's not using Bluetooth. Or if it is, it's using its no, proprietary. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, it, it's, it's going right through the lightning going cable. Through the cable. Yeah, but yeah. it's still picking up the microphone in your car. Yeah. Yeah. It works really well. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like holding your phone in horizontal mode. Yeah. But I will say this for CarPlay. I think in music it works great. You can scroll. You can. It, it's just your phone. Maps gets a little wonky. It it doesn't look as good as it does on the phone. I never put my phone in horizontal mode for navigation. I always put it in vertical mode because I can see more ahead of me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just by virtue of the screen resolution. You can't do that with Apple CarPlay on your dash. Yeah. And so I, it's it doesn't feel as accurate as Google Maps does when I'm using it. Right. So I don't know. But I, 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 I was impressed. First of all, it's completely smooth. It's as smooth as using it on your iPhone. So compared to pretty much any car sat-nav system I've ever used, I mean, it, that is it's, completely it's, yeah. it's miles above. It's very good at intelligently scrolling in and out, zooming in and out, as, yep. and up, as and when you come up to junctions. It gives you plenty of warnings. What I appreciated is that I use Overcast as my podcasting app, and that's all I ever really listen to in the car. Right. I'm not a big music listener in the car. So Overcast pops straight up on CarPlay because it, it supports, it supports CarPlay. It, yeah. So I was Same able thing to, with me in, yeah. in Downcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, I was able to start listening to my podcast immediately. And, of course, because I'm using Maps as well, that means it pauses the podcast to give me the voice directions and then it stops it again. I have to turn out the voice directions because it's, it's killing me. Yeah. Because I've, I've got a pretty nice sound system in my truck. Oh my God! If you would be oh, yeah, you you played some stuff for us the other day, and it was like the bass in there made me have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I like what David said. <laughs> so it's like it's like having a, a an audio defibrillator. In your car. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I don't want you to get the impression that it's all bass. It's not. I, it's it's the full yeah. range of sound. Yeah, but there's a lot of bass as well. There is a lot of bass. <laughs> you know, I, I went and I looked at the because I haven't even set this thing up. I mean, it's it's everything is a de- default, right? So it's actually flat, the EQ. I, I didn't add anything. Wow. So I can make it sound better. But I do have to replace one of the speakers yeah. on the passenger door. It's a little uh, I think buzzy. Just, yeah. A little rattly. Yeah. You have to be careful. Otherwise, if you turn it up loud, you'll find it will push all the air out of the car and you'll die in Suffocate. the vacuum. <laughs> yeah. What do you die of? Asphyxiation. If I turn it up too loud, it pushes me right into it. It sets my airbags off. It's embarrassing. You're Fix, driving, a, a, asphyxiation by ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> But the problem with that is if I am rocking out and I forget I've got the navigation running. <laughs> Take the next left. Yeah, that's, that could be a problem. <laughs> um, I did find out, and I think this is a big limitation with the system in general. Let's say I don't want to use Apple Maps. I want to use a different navigation. I want to use Google Maps for whatever reason. So I'm in Downcast or I'm in the music app. Are we still recording over there, guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw you kind of surreptitiously looking over like a we still. Well, when you bang the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank. Thanks that, for that. That picking it up. Yeah. Um, you guys can get closer to the mic too, by the way. Well, yeah, but then I'm French kissing him. And it sounds really <laughs> well, weird. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do this. Just a uh-huh. little bit closer. There we All go. Right, there we go. Okay. So, okay. What I've noticed is, let's say I'm listening to music or I'm listening to a podcast. And I'll be honest, I listen to more podcasts than I listen to music in the car, so that killer bass really doesn't do much. Yeah. Although occasionally if someone goes, whoa, hey, I can hear that. So I've got my, I want to have my navigation on my phone. And because it's Google Maps, it's not displaying on my car stereo, which is fine. But on my phone, I've got navigation running, thus I can't see the music section on the car stereo in Apple CarPlay. Right. I literally have to launch the Apple Music app. So get out of the nav the out of the nav app. Right. Yeah. Well what sense does that make? So it's basically a mirror and if it doesn't have if it doesn't support CarPlay, CarPlay just defaults back to the main screen. That's stupid. That is a huge limitation. And I think that should really be addressed by Apple. If it well, does it have to be addressed by Apple, or I mean, is there is there a solution for it from within the CarPlay infrastructure? Right? Is it but just a question of the developer yeah. 
not setting it up the way that uh, Apple is. Do you think Apple's going to allow Google to uh, work with CarPlay with Google Maps? I don't think I have no to. idea. Uh, or, might, or maybe it's the other way around that Google just aren't interested in supporting CarPlay. I wish Google yeah. would because it yeah. works better. I mean, well, but you have to remember that, that you know, Google, besides having their own mapping application, they have it within that same infrastructure, they have their own set up as well with Android, Android Auto. Yeah, maybe so why why would they put out the, one of their best apps that's going to support the, the direct competition, especially from within the same head because unit? Because they do it with everything else, because that is the Google way. It's the same thing with Amazon. Amazon gets on all the devices, and then they own that market space. Google does the same thing. So it makes no sense for me that Google Maps isn't supported in Apple CarPlay. And I can't imagine it's Google's choice. I think it's probably Apple's. Right. That would be my guess. I could be wrong, but I don't think I know. Mm-hmm. I like the system, though. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to nitpick it to death. I think it's fantastic. I think every car manufacturer should be using it. And I think if more car manufacturers did, it would make customers a lot happier. Because it's simply yeah. it's a great system. And it's so much better than David I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was really impressed with it, and I was I was excited to play with it. I really like it so much so that I spent the first evening I got here browsing to see how easy it would be to add it to my uh, stock Q50 uh, Infinity car, which unfortunately there's a lot like I can do. But um, I, I, the only the only downside of manufacturer support, of course, is that they want to sell you sell you a $1,200 upgrade on your car for sat nav and you know a better system and everything, and. So it's not in. I guess it's not in their interest to offer um, CarPlay as stand either Android or Apple the standard on all their vehicles. Yeah, it's you know? unfortunate because I think you're right. Yeah. Now, I, the thing that mystifies me really is you spend twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred pounds, on a um, improved sat nav system for a car, and you get something that does two, three frames per second as the maps are moving around and is slow to respond and everything. And then you look at the cost of the hardware required to actually put an ARM processor in there or something There's running, at, you know, Apple or Android CarPlay, even if it's native inside the car rather than relying on a separate phone. And yeah, it would be peanuts. So I don't understand. They're going to charge you 1200 Why not make it one of those systems? So uh, the customers are happy. At least then you feel like you're getting good value for your money. Because they don't care. No, they don't. They want to do their own thing. And yeah. But and yeah. some manufacturers, to be fair, GM, those are completely embracing it across the whole line. I don't understand why everybody else isn't doing that. I can understand they don't want to give up control of a central aspect of the technology in a car. Because most people, what are you interacting with in the car? The infotainment system. You just want to give that away to Google and Apple, and they well, control. You it. look at—I uh, don't know if you've seen any pictures of the um, uh, v- VW is supposed to be coming out with a new microbus, and the the center part of this vehicle is a a big iPad-like display that goes into the center console. And I think the, the I think Prius years Prime ago when does the same when thing. you know yeah. either all three of us or you and I were doing MyMac. We we kind of talked about this, where, you know, one of the one of the problems that people have right now is you know th- their cars are, are susceptible to being stolen, but if you have an integral part of that car that you can just lift right out and take with you, and the car just will not start without it, then you know it, it's besides being your infotainment system, besides being your environmental system, it's your key. It's yeah. it's also your key. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. That's you see that because prob- someone drops and breaks it, there. Yeah. A, well, we'll see what happens. And and, and and car yeah. manufacturers are all about the convenience for the customer, so they want. <laughs> yeah, they, Wait, are you serious? Yeah. No. They they in terms of the features they want to sell, they want to sell you keyless systems where basically you don't even need a key or you right. just need you the key your in your Apple pocket. Watch on or yeah. your phone. They, they a w- lot of systems now will actually in, even Toyotas do this. It recognizes who you are by the paired phone that just got in the car and their set preferences according to oh this person is in the car because there's that phone that I'm now connected to via Bluetooth I'm going to adjust the seats this way and the mirrors I'm going and to do the mirrors that way that's pretty cool and, and also those keyless conveniences um, they actually 
worse than car security. Yeah. There's been a, a spate of robberies in the state in, in the UK where um, criminals kind of drive around using uh, radio jammers. So when you get out your car and you walk away and you hit the the, the thing or your 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 keyless fob leaves the car and so the car should lock, it's jammed and so it doesn't. And then they come along later and your car is unlocked and they steal it or they or they take stuff out of it and the other thing they do is they use boosters so that they put the booster near your front door where your key is normally hung up near the front door and then it kind of boosts the signal so that the car thinks the key is right next to the car and then opens up so those clever yeah they're clever but those convenience features actually lessen security it does yeah we just gotta all get pit bulls and stick them in the back seat when we're in the car yeah Go through a lot of pit bulls that way. Robo pit bulls. Robo pit bull. well, South Africans wire their cars up to big batteries so that the chassis is electrified when they're not in the car. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, when I was when I was in Israel, the um, the rental car that I had, besides having just a key, this is and this is back in the eighties. Besides having a key, they had cars then? Yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah, right next to the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you could either get like a Fred Flintstone mobile or like a right. BMW. Yeah. So. Um, Besides the key that you would put in and turn, there was also what looked like a, a one-eighth inch uh, mono jack that you had to plug into this other thing, and it was like a, a, a separate identifying key. Well, it, because, well they yeah. act, because they actually tried to steal the car in, and they weren't able to. Yeah, in Israel they um, don't have that system anymore. But all cars, by law, have to have a, a keypad where you have to type a pin in before they will start, as well as the key. Um, yeah, Adam Corolla podcaster he tells a story about he had his truck stolen a few times it was a crappy old pickup truck way back in the 80s so what he did was he rigged up uh, because they had an electronic fuel pump he rigged up a toggle switch underneath the dash that would turn off the electric fuel pump but of course there's still going to be a little bit of fuel in the bowl and the carburetor and the line so they so, could start it. So they would start it, and they would pull away, and they'd only get three or four blocks. So he'd come out, and his car's gone, so he'd have to walk three or four blocks in a circle to find the car. <laughs> pretty I, clever. I always thought that was yeah. pretty clever. Like, oh, someone stole it. Start walking. <laughs> yeah. But he purposely didn't lock the car because then they can get in and yeah. steal it. It would break the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because his truck wasn't worth replacing the window. So, I rem- My father used to tell me a story. Um, that when he was a um, studying to be a dentist in London, he, a friend of his had a kind of, this was a, the uh, mid-70s, so it was a kind of little sports car, and he kept on having the stereo stolen, and they would put a brick through the window, yeah, and then steal the stereo out. So after about the third time, this guy got so annoyed with it that he, he just didn't replace the stereo. He put a blanking plate in, and he actually put a sign on the dash saying no stereo fitted been stolen too many times don't bother yeah he came out one day and there was a brick through the window and round the brick was his note only reverse on the other side and somebody had written on it just checking (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny gotta give that thief credit yeah so (laughs) for just being a complete ass well there's that i i think that the technology in cars are getting better and better um i just I'm really impressed with the Apple CarPlay system. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. It, yeah. It's really, I'm, you're welcome to go plug your phone into the Sequoia out there in the parking lot. Maybe I will. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I have that, that Hyundai that yeah. I, I came here in, from D.C. Right. And it's got, you know, a backup camera. That's like right. the, hi, the height of its, and Bluetooth. <laughs> and, oh, and even better, um, uh, Sirius FM. Yep. Except... It, the it's radio isn't activated, so all yeah. you hear are previews. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just to rotates them. For that. Mine is the same. About every, yeah. about every five minutes, it just rotates right through again. Yeah. Is, it a lo- is it a national company? Yeah. Who Sirius X7. No, no, no. I know that. The car. Oh, the car Enterprise. Rental. Enterprise. Yeah. Go to, rental, uh, go to one here and go, this car sucks. I want a different one. They'll get you another one. Well, maybe. Let them know. Say, this thing is terrible. I, I can't. Sirius XM's not activated. Um, yeah, the reason for that is because they want to charge you for that. No, they usually the Sirius XM is free, and Sirius XM has a deal with all the car rental companies because you get used to getting that. And, and then you might pick it up oh, later. Right, I see, because it's the same in my rental car. The Sirius XM doesn't work. It just has the preview channel. And I assumed that was because I had to pay the rental car company extra to nope. turn on the Sirius. Nope. No, because it's, uh, Sirius wants that activated. 
It's just the rental car companies are freaking lazy and they don't right. forget to renew one on that car. Yeah. It should be an automated process, but it's not. So that's just laziness. Every car I ever rented, when I was working at OWC, for instance, who, by the way, are right across from us here, uh, and with their booth, we could totally just take care of it. They got some. It was always activated. Always. And that's why I started subscribing for a hundred bucks or whatever it is a year. Because I always had it in my rental cars when I'm in L.A. or Boston or wherever. Right. Orlando. And it was the same stuff that I was listening to on the other side of the country. Same DJs, same music. The stations were the same. I got kind of like, this is awesome. I really kind of like it. I, I remember at the time, I talked about it quite a bit on here yeah. on Tech Fan. That, wow, this is cool. I like this. So it only makes sense for them to get you a vehicle that has it. Because, it has it activated. Right, because... You, you might start liking it. That helps Sirius. Sirius actually pays the, for the privilege in these cars for it to be. So it, the rental car company doesn't pay for it. It's it, all promotion for Sirius. Sirius yeah. yeah. And it's great promotion. So if it's not activated, just go back and say, give me a car with activated XM. As long as you don't have an idiot working there, they'll do it. That's, well, the, that's the trick is finding. Yeah. Finding somebody who, well, at, the, at this point, I, I would have to find an enterprise station in the area that was going to be still be open after all this closes down for the day. Most of them are open pretty late. The one near the one that I got the car from near my house in, in Alexandria was closes at six. Well I would ask Siri, uh, Siri but she seems to be really terrible lately. <laughs> Which brings us to yesterday David. We were using Siri to look stuff up and it was We weren't using Siri because Siri was not not playing ball. It it was terrible. Plain and simple. I would sp plainly speak what I'm looking for, and she wasn't even close. Yeah. I think it's getting worse. It's not getting better over time. It's getting worse. Or my expectations are greater than they used to be, that this is now mature technology, that when I ask a very simple question, it should totally figure out what I'm saying and provide the correct answer. It's not even close. It was... We were looking for Panda Express, weren't Panda we? Panda Express, So yeah. we asked, so where, where is the nearest Panda Express? And it came up with something that was in Elgin or somewhere that's yeah. like 40 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even Panda Express. No, it was, it was just something with like some sort of variant of Express in the name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> and it literally says, the closest I could find to your question or something to that effect, it's a joke. This is a Panda Express right around the corner for me. Well, that's yeah, what we that's were looking, we were looking for. for. We just didn't know exactly where it was because we were in the Sequoia. And we're like, which way do I turn, left or right? Well, let's ask Siri. We'll try it right here, and I bet it works because we're recording live. Um, let me turn off mute. So I'll just ask Siri, where's the nearest Panda Express? Let's okay. see if she does any better this time. Where's the nearest Panda Express? Okay, here's what I found. Yep, she found it. She found it straight away. Yep. Maybe it's maybe it is something to do with being in the car. Maybe it's the, the ambient noise in the car is is what puts it off. No, it, Apple knows that we're recording a podcast, so it was going to oh, work. Right, out. fair enough. Right, they're yeah. pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, we got tabs on this. They're, mon <laughs> it, they're monitoring everybody here because here, we're all wearing Apple watches. Here's the problem. <laughs> it, it's almost more frustrating that we're sitting here and it worked perfectly. But Where not when just you really yesterday, need it. when I need it, well, it's not. Yeah, it so should can you be better rely in the car. It? it should be better in the car because that's when you really want to rely on voice. Right, because I don't want to be typing type on my phone. It, yeah. So let's see if, if Google's thing is any faster. So I'll launch Chrome. Uh, just go to Google. Is there any way? Oh, yeah, can I? Yep. I just hit the microphone. Show me the nearest Panda Express. And it's that fast. And, uh, and it's coming straight up. It, it got it right. There it is. And there it and is. It's, it's got the address top, right yeah. on the top. But now, the problem is, though, can I go there? Will it let me click that? It's not. So, because it's not as integrated no, with the iPhone. If it was an Android phone, it would have brought, it would have brought gave it me directions. Yeah. And, so that's what I'm talking about. I think I think the solution is in the car, you need to have both an Android phone and an Apple phone. Yeah, both yeah. of them in the same car. See which one works best for different. Yeah. If you go to Panda Express, you know, hit the Android phone. Right. Yeah. If you're going to McDonald's, it's probably the Siri. So the uh, it should be the the um, App Droid Press X car system. Yeah. What we need is a new standard. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's interesting you mentioned that actually because when we were talking, when we first started talking about this a few minutes ago, I started thinking, hmm, I wonder if Amazon sees a gap in the market there for getting themselves in the car. You well, can imagine, the only place yeah, that at this yeah, point. you'd imagine them perhaps be interested in doing an, an Alexa system. Well, for I, the car. you know, the, the the problem the problem though is Amazon is still kind of riding on the coattails of Android. So how how do they differ? It's, it's they like are with the Fire the tablets. Phones, they're, but not their tablets aren't all that different from Android tablets. It's just that their apps are a little more curated. Yeah, and they're actually selling. Yeah, there's two tablets out there. There's an iPad for the full size one. Anything less than the nine point whatever nine point seven iPad is, is, is all is Kindle Fire. Kindle Fire. Dude, they just had the whole Prime Day the other day. I could have got a brand new seven inch, which is a fine size screen. Yeah. Is that is that ten inch Android tablet finally gone? Did somebody yeah, finally take it? it? Yeah, it looks like. Wow, it. that was a piece of crap. Was it? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but the point is, I could have bought a brand new seven inch, brand new seven inch Fire for tablet for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. How, how how does Apple compete with that? How does anybody on Chrome or well they uh, sell it at a loss but make it up in volume. Well, it's because it gets you in their ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. they make it up in their ecosystem is yeah. what they do. Um, well, that's and the that, theory. That's but how, ma- how many people are actually buying stuff off Amazon from their Fire tablets? Probably millions. Uh-huh. Especially if you're buying a tablet, you're going to buy games for it, and you're going to get books for it, right? Yeah, and music. And music. Mm-hmm. And watch TV and shows. Watch TV so shows. if you're going to watch TV shows, you're going to be a Prime member, right? Yeah. So that's $99 a year. There you go. Yeah. So does it pay for itself? Eventually. Per customer, they probably, if they sell one for 30 bucks on sale, 40 bucks not on sale, it probably pays for itself within 18 months, I bet. And Amazon, Amazon's advantage, you look at, you see this with the uh, Alexa devices as well, is that um, it's a completely integrated ecosystem that's kind of built for anybody to use. There is no technical bar really to get onto it at all right. it's complete it leads you through it it's completely intuitive it's exactly what you want and even google can't compete with that no they can't so with that we're going to wrap this up looks like the last session went off so we're going to stop recording tech fan well not forever just for just today. yeah just for just today. Till next week yeah well maybe tomorrow i don't know yeah yeah this so, will all be here set up yeah. tomorrow so uh, not we'd love to get a hold of you. Or we'd love to hear from you guys. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at techfanpodcast or find us on Facebook. Uh, David, I'll see you, in, you. Are you on next week? Uh, I am on next week. All right. Unless something happens. Uh, yeah. yeah. Guy, thanks for uh, letting us reuse your recording sure. rig. And, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, see, how, we'll see how it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> the levels weren't very high early yeah. on. It's, that's what compression is for when I get there and start We're editing kidding. it. We can make it up in volume. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ooh, clever. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> All right, see you guys later.